choreographer Villa Junior Lamanu's family has lived in the same house in South Auckland for some 25 years. His fears that his family will be forced to leave their home and their community are what he's reflecting on in his first professional dance work, Atele'i Ola Crescent, Sons of a Crescent. It's part of a double bill of new work by the 2019 Pacific Dance Choreographic Lab Artists. It's in turn part of the Pacific Dance Festival in Auckland. A proud South Aucklander, Villa explains what life was like growing up in his neighbourhood. I'm a very, really sheltered person. I've only really known um, sort of Waimondi. That's, that's the area that I'm from, South Auckland. And yeah, my parents, I actually had a really good conversation and I found out that I, I wasn't born there. I was just raised there since I was two. Um, so my parents have been living there um, t- for 23 years and currently still staying there. For me, it's all of my memories are in that space. And yeah, all of my younger siblings um, pretty much have been born and raised there as well. For a lot of my life, that's all I've known. And yeah, I, I hold it to, um, really close to my heart. Has it been... A fun upbringing, an enjoyable oh, community, definitely. a noisy, a raucous... Uh, yeah, for yeah, sure, for yeah. sure. It's um, a whole mix of things. It's, it's crazy um, thinking about memories now that used to um, that used to be really... Um, that would really upset me that I, I laugh at now. Everything just seems really nostalgic, but definitely a lot of good memories, a lot of learnings, a lot of um, discipline, a lot of um, fun times, a lot of big laughs. And were you encouraged yeah. in your love of dance? Yeah, definitely. It's quite surprising because there's a lot of stereotypes around dance and, well, dance in males for starters and in dance in the Pacific community um, in terms of, like, contemporary dance especially. But, no, my parents were very just, as long as you, you love it and you can su- and support yourself as a career, then, you know, definitely go hard for it. So they're really supportive even to this day. And with your contemporary dance, Vila, is it, uh, I mean, do you also hold true to traditional dance moves as well as contemporary always. is it a fusion yeah always every day that goes by i think my definition of what contemporary dance changes i guess the definition for for me today is just that contemporary dance is just movement and um anything can kind of fall into that category but also when, when my first day of um starting at the university of auckland they really emphasized that um it's not about learning that sort of style as opposed to just bringing yourself into the work. And so um, it wasn't really until I left university that I kind of understood that. And so I'm in that journey at, at the moment of kind of, I guess, merging all of that stuff and um, finding the things that I'm interested in. And, um, yeah, I guess finding my creative identity. They say for new writers it's good to start out writing about what you know. And I wonder with mm. this dance work, it's set in, in the community that we started talking about by the sound of things yeah. and how it's changing and how is it changing? Oh, it's changed quite a bit. It's, it's actually quite scary. Um, recently, I think it was yesterday, I, I went back to my old primary school. They invited me in to do a, a talk with some of the students and even even just seeing that was, was kind of scary for me because it was almost unrecognisable. I'd walk through, I was like, I don't know where I am. It's almost like every every year it becomes slightly nuanced, it's slightly different and it's... Being away from home for, I guess, five, six years, being in the city a lot and out west a lot, it's real. It's just very, very scary to see it change quite drastically as I come and go. I'm holding onto all of my memories as tightly as possible. So we've got this word gentrification, which is yes. one of the descriptions of your work. So, and that, that involves a great deal of change. So, and we know about housing now, of course, is at a premium yeah, in Auckland. Sure. So is that, is that pressure what's happening to your part of South Auckland, that, that the, even the houses are changing and maybe the communities in, in that case are being 
I don't know, scattered to the four winds, perhaps, members of yeah. your community? I think the first uh, week I had with my dancers, uh, we, we ended up talking a lot around this, but I, I, I don't even think it's just happening to South Auckland. Like, I know Porirua is getting hit quite hard with, with um, housing at the moment as well. For me, having all of those memories stored in those houses, for me, like, for... Um, I have I've really specific memories in my house. They're not really important, but they're really... For some reason, it's just like it pulls a heartstring for me. Is that fa- having a family home? Yeah, yeah. or just, just because I've lived in it for so long. Yeah, it's just like everything that's in the house and the way that it is. For example, um, like there's a memory of when I was a kid. I think I was like eight, and I would run into the living room and I'd like slide all over the carpet. I remember my mom yelling at me, but my friends laughing. For some reason, it's a stupid memory, but it pulls a, a big heartstring when I ever, whenever I walk into the lounge. And then I think about things like gentrification, which is like very um, needed, I guess. Yeah, it's just scary kind of not being able to see that lounge anymore or that being a possibility. That kind of scares me because I'm like, I, it's stupid, but I'd really like to remember that memory. I don't want to forget that. So you're looking at maybe what it would be like if your family had to leave that house that you all yeah. love so it's much. I mean, is, something, is, eh? is, it, is it a real threat or is this something that, that you're imagining? I think um, it oh, I started from a real threat. So um, during Level 4 last year, um, I remember I think a lot of Waimondi residents got uh, sent a pamphlet about developments in the area that, that was about to go down and I think a lot of them got quite scared because it just it seemed so definite and also a lot of people didn't really know or hear about this beforehand. And so that's that's kind of where the idea of the piece started from because I was living out west at the time and I just felt really helpless and I didn't know what I could do. It's just, yeah, I just filled off despair and the first thing I could think of was all of those memories in that house. And so, yeah, gentrification is a big deal, um, but in terms of the piece, I kind of wanted to emphasise more on just remembering the memories and I guess the fear of losing those memories. And I mean, I've seen the line in the release, you know, growing up in a low socioeconomic um, area Polynesian society, and yeah. I mean, I mean, that's you mentioned the word stereotypes before, and there are stereotypes, aren't there, around Definitely. South Auckland? Yeah, and, and, I, and how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, oh, there's, I think that's the thing that gets me as well is that there's, uh, as a South Aucklander, as a proud South Aucklander, kind of growing up in the area, um, we've been going through a lot of those stereotypes to the point where it's become identity now and it's just become a part of us and then to kind of almost have to move out of that area too that we've taken a while to kind of claim that those stereotypes and those identities and then yeah now all of a sudden we have to get sort of moved out it's kind of saddening for me but um yeah at the same time those stereotypes um there are good stereotypes that come with the area as well like um, because it's a low socioeconomic society everyone's just really giving and really friendly and that's sort of part of the heart of the community is the is the culture that, that was sort of built there. And that's why it's also one of the reasons it would be such a loss exactly, if that sense yeah. of community is lost, if you all have to be, if you're forced out mm. of that. I mean, do, do you still fear for your, I mean, for your for your street, your crescent, your, yeah. your wider community? I, I, I always fear. I always fear. Um, it's, it's a constant thing, but... At the same time, I always have to try and remind myself that everyone that's in the area is also like me, so that they're all independent people and they're all very proud and strong people, so I know they can look after themselves at the same time. I'm just trying to do my part and tell a, a more personal story um, in terms of me and my art. 
But when you've when you've um, talked to your to your family about this, Vila, what have they said? Given it's such, I mean, it's your your family story, really, isn't it? With the, yeah, with exactly. the family house. <laughs> I mean, have they given? Have they thrown new ideas and, and memories? I think oh, different. Like uh, my parents are characters. To them, it's just another day in the life, which is. I guess a very uh, Samoan mentality of just oh well if that happens hey you gotta roll the punches hey you just gotta you know, gotta look for another house like <laughs> but for me I, I I guess I take it personally because I'm like man but I have all those memories there too and I know they do as well but I think they're just this is very them they're just on to the next one okay yeah gotta move on gotta look after the family that's the most important thing. I'm trying to look after the memories of this piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And your siblings, have they been chipping in with memories for you? Yeah, for sure. Like, um, heaps, they don't even have to talk to me about them. I think just even seeing them, kind of, a lot of stuff kind of spark up in my head. And I think they're in the same boat as me in terms of if it were to happen, it is quite, it's quite a loss. It's quite a loss. Um, and it, it makes me think about families that have had to move out as well. Yeah, I kind of empathise with them a lot more. Because it's a scary thing. I think it's a very scary thing. Oh, it's, it's a huge loss. So have you taken these memories, these thoughts, these emotions, and turned them into movement? I think this is a dark, yeah. dance theatre. So yeah, how, can, how can you describe it for us? I, I think it's it's really tricky to describe, but um, I was grateful to have um, boys who, um, who are open to be a part of the process that have also grown up in um, South Auckland as well. So they have similar experiences. But we spent that first week just having a big talk around, um, yeah, just what, what South Auckland is to them. And, and we all just exchanged memories from each other and had heaps of laughs, heaps of epiphanies, heaps of, whoa, yeah, I, I remember that as well. Like, it was a lot of nostalgia in the, in the space. Uh, I kind of classify this work as dance theatre because there's some stuff that dance can't bring out in terms of the work. And um, because of the sort of show that it is and the type of story that we're trying to portray, we were really big on just capturing the energy of the, of the area. And so, um, yeah, we just take elements from dance and from theatre. So you've got kinda... some words. Yeah, yeah for dialogue, sure. Yeah? yeah, I think it's definitely going to be, be a piece that um, people aren't expecting. And I'm real keen to show it. I'm real keen for people to see it. As a choreographer, I mean, you're, and you're, you're starting out in here now, I mean, mm. some choreographers will come to a work fully fully formed and you're going to do this and then you're going to move that way. It sounds better to me that you are truly collaborative. So yeah. has, has a dance changed from your initial ideas for it? Has it changed very much? No, I think because I just wanted to be very uh, genuine to the idea of the piece because it's so nostalgic and such a it's such a big topic for me. I think it's hard to sum it down into 30 minutes. I really did want to have a, a talk with the boys and, and sort of structure from our conversations um, what it is that we wanted to make. And so how we've been going about the process is that I pretty much just have tasks ready in terms of generating material, generating movement, and just listening to the talks and then uh, shaping it towards what we just finished talking about with our tasks. This is my first time trying it out, and I, I really feel grateful for, for the experimentation, I guess, in the process. You've got to find a way that works for you, don't you, as, exactly. as a choreographer? Exactly. So, um, and I know that I'm still quite young in, in terms of the choreographic space, so I'm just taking more risks with how to make material. I mean, clearly your love of dance has been with you the whole time, but what got you thinking about creating work as a choreographer? Because that's a big step. That is a big step. Actually, I didn't even think about that until, I guess... Um, two years ago. For a long time, I didn't know if I had a story that was worth telling. And I think that's what a lot of people think. 
until you just start riding. And I think for me, I just took checking in with my identity and, and just, just thinking about what is it that makes me me and what do I care about? I think that's the sort of uh, string that pulls all of my work together. Um, the dots that kind of connect is, yeah, like what, what do I care about? And I guess in the choreographic space, it's it's a real fear of me of mine actually. It's it's scary for me because I, yeah, this is my first sort of choreographic work that's kind of professional and out in the industry and out in a festival. So I like being uncomfortable. I, I like being in uncomfortable spaces. So I just thought I'd give it a try. You know, like why not? Why not do it? I mentioned before that link in uh, dance with your roots. So would we see in this any? any movements that we might think of as, as traditional Samoan movements? I mean, yeah. it, because it is a, a Samoan story, it's your story. Yeah. So, I mean, are, are there links even with the music? Is it, is it, do you think it has that strong feel? Yeah, beautiful that you um, brought that up. So I, I think in terms of movement, uh, definitely it has a contemporary flavour on top of that movement. But it's just, referencing it? Yeah, definitely yeah. referencing it. I think it just naturally came about. It wasn't something that we were like, oh, we need to have some Pacific movement. I think the boys just felt it in them to, to bring that out and it suits the story quite perfectly. And in terms of music, we've been grateful to have some some boys from the hood as well come through and, and um, be a part of the project who are music producers, our first time collaborating with them. And they've been really helpful and um, they've brought a lot to the table in terms of the sound and feel of the piece that we're kind of going for. So it has references to uh, Otara music musicians, rappers, in the past, we're aiming to get that feel that's kind of hard to put in words uh, of the area that kind of... Almost as soon as you say Otara, though, with, with, you know, it gives us a feeling exactly, for the yeah. music, doesn't it, and the energy yeah, of it. Yeah, for sure. Like the markets, like we, we've, we've talked about a lot of images, yeah, heaps of imagery with the boys. Like it's it's been really cool because, yeah, yeah, we're all kind of open to just springboard ideas, just yell out stuff and then... It'll make someone think of something, and then they'll go 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 and make. And it's it's a real organic process so far. Yeah, it's been cool. It's been cool. It's a big thing, of course, for any choreographer presenting their first work. But I imagine in that opening night audience is going to be your family, and yeah. this is their story as well as your story. So that's a big that's a big thing, isn't it, for you? Yeah, for sure. I think my my biggest thing is that. Um, Oh, wow. For one, like, uh, I remember uh, I did a shout-out to my parents years ago <laughs> for Fulvis that, that I was going on at Mangere Art Centre, and they didn't show up because they had something on. Well, they had life on. And I remember being like, oh, man. Like, we're, we're, we're hurt, but obviously because life happens. But um, it's scary. Like, my, my parents, you know what I mean? They work pretty much 9 to 5. They're full-on looking after the family. They're doing stuff. And so to take to ask for time off to come watch something is quite daunting for me for some reason. But they're they're really supportive. But it's just like, man, that's a lot of pressure. Like it has to be really good if they need to, you know, take time off to watch me. <laughs> um and so with this piece, yeah, they already got their tickets. Um and so I'm quite yeah, I'm quite excited, mainly to see their reaction to it. Quite nervous, because it is my parents and it is their story, like you said. A big thing as a choreographer coming up in the scene, I realised that the people that I want to talk to aren't familiar with contemporary dance. And so I'm trying to figure out a way, as as uh, just in my choreographic interests, 
I'm trying to find a way to make work that that kind of grabs their attention and um, makes work that makes them want to come see stuff like this more. Yeah, accessible rather than because yeah. dancing. That, I mean, watching dance can be daunting. It is, for a yeah. Lot of people. It's also yeah. quite abstract, day. Eh? Like, I'm yeah. not, it's not everyone's cup of tea. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of using these these next few years as a choreographer to just find what that is, maybe feel it out. Atalei Ola Crescent by Vila Junior Lamanu will premiere at the Pacific Dance Festival in Auckland on the 18th of June as part of Double Bill at the Mangare Arts Centre.